we have looked at some unnamed characters in the Bible. We come this morning to one that's named. Three occasions he appears in Scripture. At verse 40, it says this. John chapter 1 and verse 40. One of the two which heard John speak, that is John the Baptist, fought and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother, Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And verse 42, watch it very carefully. And he brought him to Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. And of course, folks in that day had two names, speaking Greek language and then, of course, the Hebrew name, the Jews. And so most of them had two names that were given. What I want you to note this morning is the quest for souls in verse 41, 42. And he brought him to Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. Who was it that was preaching on the day of Pentecost when about 3,000 souls were saved? It was Simon Peter, this man's brother. And so Andrew becomes the grandfather you'd say, spiritual grandfather of all the souls that were saved on the day of Pentecost. Why? He brought his brother to Jesus. Now I can imagine Andrew wasn't the preacher that Peter was, but I imagine on the day of Pentecost he'd say, that's, that's my big brother. That's preaching. He had won him to Christ. He had brought him to Christ. He brought him to the feet of Christ. Never underestimate getting somebody to Jesus. A quest for souls. You know, our Lord understood the needs of the soul. Physical nature and the need of a soul. And he does here. He understood that mankind is sinful. He understood that mankind is savable. And here is Simon Peter, that big fisherman. And he was brought Christ. I like what it says about John the Baptist in the first chapter of John. It says that two of his disciples heard him preach, heard John the Baptist preach, and they followed Jesus. <laughs> when a preacher gets to the place where he can point beyond himself to Jesus, he's come pretty good ways in his ministry. When he points from himself to Jesus. You see, <clears throat> John the Baptist one of the greatest preachers because he is pointing beyond himself. He is pointing to Jesus. They said, are you the Christ? He said, no. There's one coming after me that's preferred before me. I must decrease. He must increase. He said, this one that's coming after me, I'm not worthy to latch up his shoes, tie his shoestrings, 
there was no jealousy in John. <laughs> John was one of the great ones, and he was something like Andrew here. Andrew is one, I want you to know it. You have Andrew and his possessions. He says in verse 41, he found the Messiah. <laughs> he found the Messiah. Well, that's something to think about. If you found the Messiah, he's found you. Uh, when a seeking Savior and a seeking sinner get together, their results is salvation. Salvation. And that's what took place here. Andrew and his possessions. And then you have Andrew and his position. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Every time he's mentioned in the scripture, uh, he has his brother tacked on to him. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He wasn't a great preacher like his brother, but did you know he introduced folks to Jesus? Every time you find Andrew in the Bible, he's carrying somebody to Jesus. Here he is introducing his brother. He said, why he first findeth his own brother. He was concerned about his own family. He wanted to see them get saved. Listen, you got somebody in your family that's lost, as I have this morning, that needs Christ. Maybe they profess to know God, but they never darken the door of the church. They never come to the house of God. They never seem to read the Bible, not interested in it. You do not hear any prayers from them. They're not interested in it. Somebody in your family like that is lost this morning that needs God. You see, Andrew findeth his own brother. His own brother. Now, some of the hardest folks to talk to is your family. Did you know that? That's some of the hardest folks to talk to. But listen, they need Jesus. They need him. They need to be brought to him. So here's Andrew and his position. Thirdly, here's Andrew and his passion. He introduced Simon or someone to Jesus always. Here is uh, here's his brother being brought to Christ. In the sixth chapter of John, something else takes place. Uh, Jesus is going around the Sea of Galilee and he gets into a boat and the people, uh, the Sea of Galilee is not very far across it, as you already know, small. And the people see what's happening and they go around by land. And they, when he comes over to the other side, why a great crowd suggests. And here they are, listening to him. And they followed him upon the hills. And it was getting late in the day. And it's time to feed them. And they checked the treasure and there wasn't enough. And uh, did you know who found the supply? It was Andrew. Andrew... Andrew said this to Jesus. There is a lad here. There's a lad here. He's got a little lunch with him. He's got some fish, small fish. 
and to blows. And what are these among so many? A listening the hand of Jesus, it was enough. It was enough. And how much they have left over? Well, fasting. One forever disciple. Hearing little doubt on the part of the disciples, they had a basket full left. Each one. <clears throat> and who introduced this boy, this little boy, with his lunch to Jesus? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew found the supply. And then in 12th chapter of John, you have Greeks coming, seeking the Messiah. And they wanted to speak to him. And one of the disciples said, well, I don't know what to do. And Andrew's standing there and he said, I know what to do. And he took these Greeks to Jesus. They said to Andrew, sir, we would see Jesus. He said, okay. And he took them to Christ. He knew how to introduce somebody to Jesus. Boy, he's a great introducer, isn't he? That's a good way to spend your life, introducing somebody to Jesus. Do you know somebody this morning you might could introduce to Jesus? This message is on witnessing, of course, and here's a pattern for witnessing. He brought him to Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. We see John the Baptist pointing beyond himself and these disciples following Jesus. Following him. To transfer people's loyalty to Jesus. Uh, you see it here in John the Baptist. There's no harder task in the world than to take second place when you've had first place. Remember, all the cities, all the cities emptied themselves and came to hear John. And then, of course, there were those uh, that were the Johnites, I guess you'd call them. Boy, we like this John the Baptist. And he said, Well, I'm pointing you beyond myself. I'm pointing you to somebody else. Jesus. I'm pointing you to Jesus. And two of his disciples left and went to follow Jesus. And they wanted to go home with him. It's in this chapter. They wanted to go home with him. And I see it here in verse 39. If you got your Bible open, he saith unto them, Come and see. They said, We want to know where you live. And Jesus didn't say, Well, I live down a certain block and so on. Here's what he said. Why don't you come along and see? Why don't you come and along and see? This is about four o'clock in the afternoon, according to John's reckoning here. And at four o'clock in the afternoon, boy, something was taking place in the life of these men as they went home to Je with Jesus, as they went home with him. I see down in verse 46, you have that little phrase again, come and see. Seemed to be a popular <coughs> a phrase with these disciples. Come and see. 
Could you say to somebody out yonder this morning that's beyond this church, somebody you know, I just want you to come and 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 just sit and listen. I want you to come and sit in the meeting and listen. And you could be a witness that way. By telling someone to come along and listen to the gospel. Come along and listen. <coughs> and so John was pointing beyond himself. And he pointed to Jesus and they followed Jesus. When a preacher points away from himself to the altogether lovely one, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Oh, he's truly preaching then when he points beyond himself to Jesus. There's, there's one that's worth preaching this morning. That's Jesus. No one else is worth preaching. Jesus is the one who's worth preaching. And he's worth telling about everywhere you go. Tell about him in the Sunday school and tell about him in the church and tell about him out there on the job. Tell folks about him and seek to bring them to Jesus. Say to him, come and see, come and see. Oh, I remember the time when a man uh, was interested in me and he said, uh, Frank, I want you to go and just sit in the service and listen. He wasn't uh, what you'd say uh, one of these super duper soul winners. He just said, will you go with me and listen. And I've never been the same since I listened. Oh, you could say to somebody, surely you can set out from this day forward. Now, I may not get it done next week or the next week, but I'm going to sit out and pray for a certain one. And I want them to come listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just as Andrew brought his big brother to listen. To listen to the gospel to Jesus Christ. Come and see, he said. Come see for yourself. You could do nothing greater than say come and see for yourself. Come and see for yourself. At about four o'clock in the afternoon on a spring day in Galilee, life became different and became new for John the writer and for Andrew. For Andrew as they followed. And when man really meets Christ, he'll remember that meeting. He may not tell all the details. You know, I've, I've met some preachers who, who say this, you got to remember the exact date you got to know all the details about it or you're not saved, you know. No, I wouldn't say that this morning, but I say this. When you get saved, you'll remember that Christ is coming. That He lives in your heart. That'll be a clear cut thing in your life. And that next time. When you come and see for yourself who Christ is, that he lives in one's heart. He lives in one's heart. <clears throat> These men went home with Christ. They went home with him. 
Well, it did mean something to have Christ in your home. Don't you wonder about folks who do not have Christ in their home. They might have a plaque up on the wall that says, you know, this house, uh, Christ is the head of this house and so on like that. Well, what I'm talking about is it practiced in the home. <coughs> folks in the home and the family know that you know Christ. Do they know that? Folks around you know that you know Christ. Do they, have they got that clear in their mind? Let me give you, give you some things now in this scripture, very practical things about witnessing. Number one, Andrew heard a God-sent preacher. In John chapter 1, look down at verse 6 and 7. <coughs> Verses 6 and 7, John chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Now he heard a God sent preacher and I still believe that men ought to be God sent. I believe I believe they ought to be God sent. <clears throat> it says here there was a man. He had human limitations. You don't believe John the Baptist had human limitations. As great a man as he was after he preached to the great crowds and after uh, the great falling and the folks understood his message and many were baptized in the Jordan and all of that. And then when he pointed his bony finger in the face of a certain woman, he said, I'm going to get you. And she did. And he was down in the prison. He was put in prison. She persuaded her husband, Herod, to put John the Baptist in the prison. And here he is down in the prison. And the popularity is going on. Great crowds coming to hear Jesus now. John's in the background. Jesus hasn't said a word about John. And he hears nothing from his disciples about his ministry. And he's in the prison all alone. John gets discouraged. You ever get discouraged? Get kind of down. You have to reach up to swallow and know. Uh, well, John got that one. And here's what he said to one of his disciples. He said, go and ask him if he's the Messiah. John the Baptist said, go and ask him if he's the real Messiah. And his disciple went to the crowd where Christ was and asked him the question that John said. You know what Jesus said? He said the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And he goes on to tell the miracles he was doing that the Messiah would do and carry that message back to John. But he was discouraged. He had human limitations. 
all of us have human limitations. There's days when we're up, days when we're down. There's days when we have more patience than others. <clears throat> There's days like that. John the Baptist had human limitations. Then I see something else here. It says there was a man sent of God that's divine authority. Didn't matter if he had human limitations. He is sin of God. I still believe men ought to be sin of God. Have divine authority upon their ministry and upon their lives. I still believe that. Third thing. says he came to bear witness. That's gospel ministry. Andrew heard a God sent preaching. Heard a God sent preaching. I believe that's important. As a preacher was every stripe and every color today. I mean, uh, you know, one stripe this way, another stripe the other way. Be sure that you listen to a God sent preacher. Many are running, but they're not sent by God. Andrew heard a God sent preacher. Second thing about Andrew is this. He believed the message he heard. He believed it. He believed it. You got to do more than just listen to it. You got to believe it. And uh, faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of God. He believed the message about Jesus. It's good to listen. <clears throat> to be a good listener is very important. Sometime when we're smaller and and uh, younger and boys and girls and young people sometimes we can't quite get it straight in their minds to afford to listen that's why that once in a while or those that direct you have to say instead of listen it's very important to listen but we must do more than listen we must believe the message that's coming to the heart Andrew not only listened, but he believed the message that was preached and did something for him. Andrew was saved as he listened. He listened. <clears throat> Listen, uh, to believe the message is very important to know that you're loved, that people really care about you, people really care about you <clears throat> I talked to a young man not long ago and he was in deep trouble that's what he said he said at home I just did whatever I wanted to do mother and dad never corrected me they never told me what to do he said I wish they had I wish they had he said I wish they'd have me enough to correct me. I will say that. This boy is indeed trouble. Oh, listen, if somebody cares enough, somebody cares enough for your soul, oh, that's great love. That's great love. Never get to the place in this church where you say, uh, mine and mine we're all saved and we're all in the family of God and we're not concerned about anybody else yes we are 
we're concerned about bringing folks to Jesus. We want to see them saved. And if you can influence them in any way to come to Christ, do that. Do that. Get them to come. Listen to the truth anyway. Truth of God. Andrew, believe the message you heard. Third thing, he became concerned about others. He not only heard a God-sent preacher and he believed what he preached, but thirdly, he became concerned about others. And he said he first findeth his own brother. You remember how it was when Christ came in your heart? You couldn't wait to get back to the next service. You just, you had to get back there. And you, you won't tell everybody. Why, oh, I remember when I got saved. I thought everybody would listen to what I had to say about Jesus, this one to save me. I found out everybody wouldn't listen. But listen, I hadn't stopped telling them yet. Keep telling them. Keep telling them about Jesus. He was concerned about others. I wonder about professing Christians not concerned about getting others to Christ. I wonder about it. That's right. I do. The proof of a Christian is another Christian. That's right. That's so... Who's going to tell folks about Christ if we fail to do it? Who's going to tell them? You waiting on somebody else to tell them? He had his priorities straight. I noticed this. He said he first find it. He had priorities straight now. And never lose the wonder of your conversion and the joy of telling about it. If you ever lose the joy of telling about it, you become ashamed of it. Never become ashamed of it. Tell about Christ. There be those that may ridicule, some may mock, but listen, they deep in their soul respect you. They respect you when you go into a restaurant and you are going to have your lunch and you bow your head and thank God for the food. They may sit around you and eat like pigs, but you just go ahead and thank God for it. Down deep in their soul, they respect you. Folks are ashamed of Christ today. Ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed of it. Tell us about it. Get your priorities straight. Turn with me over to Psalm 126. I believe Brother Kevin read this the other Sunday in the opening exercise of the Sunday school. I reread verse 5 and 6 again this morning. Psalm 126, 5 and 6. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Here you have the tears in witnessing a broken heart, 
and compassion. He said, he that's so in tears. Then you have the joy in witnessing. He said, shall reap in joy. And then you have the word of God, bearing precious seed. <clears throat> and then he says, these you rejoice about as you bring your sheaves with him. Don't you know Andrew was forever grateful, and he is this morning, that he told his big brother about Christ? Let me ask you, have you ever told anybody about Christ? Let's say it again. Have you ever told anybody about Christ? Since you profess to know him, have you ever told anybody? If you set out to do it, it'd be one of the greatest joys in your life. And you may not do it like the preacher does or like anybody else, but you can do it like you do it. You can tell about him. Tell what he's done for you. He had his priorities straight. He had his privileges straight. He knew he was a co-worker. He knew he was a co-worker. What pastor can continue without having co-workers? Got to have co-workers. We're working together. We're working together. <clears throat> That's what the Christian life is all about. And then he had his personal concern straight. He knew people needed Jesus. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. And then there's the fourth thing. He set out on a quest for souls. It says that uh, he bringeth, he bringeth him to Jesus. He brought him to Jesus. The word used here is search. Search. Oh, he was he was going after his brother in a witnessing manner. You may not be able to answer all the questions that come uh, as you tell about Christ. But here's what you can say. Come and see. Come and see. You don't have to answer all the questions. If you ever get them to Jesus, their questions will be answered. Just get them to him. Get them to him. In this case, it was his brother. His brother. He started with his family. He reached out to friends and reached out to others. He started with his brother. Sixth chapter. Here's the great crowds that need to be fed. He introduced a lad with a lunch. By the time you get to chapter 12, Andrew is introducing people of other nations, Greeks, to Jesus. He's introducing all of them. There's a fifth thing here, practical truth. He knew where to bring them. He brought them to Jesus. He brought them to Jesus. I was flipping the dial on TV and came to what is called a Christian station. And there's about a dozen preachers there. The question that's called in is this. 
How does one go to heaven? What does it take for one to go to heaven? How would you go to heaven? Not a soul sitting on that bank mentioned that Christ was the way to heaven. Not one. Andrew had his, he had his thought. He brought him to Jesus. 